the world of Islam, culture, religion, and politics. Welcome. I'm Dr. Amin Tais, and this is the World of Islam podcast. In this episode, I would like to touch upon the transition from the Umayyad dynasty, the first major dynasty of Islam that ruled the empire conquered by the Arabs between 661 and 750 of the Common Era. As with many topics that have to do with early Islam, historians have to grapple with the problem of sources. This is particularly important in this case because the sources we have come from the Abbasid era. The Abbasid rulers were certainly interested in building an ideological framework to run the empire and, having had overturned the Umayyad rule in 750, would paint it, unsurprisingly, with a negative brush. It therefore follows that the Umayyad rulers in the later Muslim tradition were presented as impious or even irreligious. Sifting through these sources with a critical eye is no easy task. And as I often do in this podcast, I suggest to be skeptical about those who speak of these early developments with too much confidence, embracing an attitude of certainty. The truth is that There are too many unknowns and too much historical speculation that remains inescapable for any serious student of early Islam. In that spirit, we could carefully see the transition from the rule of the Umayyads, al-Umawiyun, to the Abbasids, al-Abbasiyun, through the prism of a number of developments. One of them is the conflict between Arab tribal groupings that came to clash over power, wealth, and access to resources. The two tribal factions were known as Qais on one hand and Yemen on the other. This conflict undermined Umayyad rule from within. A second issue is the unhappiness of many of the Mawali, non-Arabs who joined the Arab leadership through the tribal concept of Wilaya. Wilaya allowed one to become Arab and Muslim by extension in relation to a particular tribe. As mentioned in a previous episode, this was the main way that non-Arabs came to join the ranks of the conquering Arabs and for some of them to become influential players in the world created by the Arab conquests. At this stage of history, many of these Mawali, or Mawlas if you want, became more unhappy with their status within the polity run by the Umayyads. Thirdly, we have the continuous challenge from groups like the Kharijites, Al-Khawarij, and the Shiites, Shia. When all of this is thrown into the apocalyptic ideas, ideas of the near end of the world, floating around in those years among all religious groups in the Near East, we have an explosive situation. This allowed an organized movement to ultimately lead a rebellion starting from the Khorasan region in Iran under the leadership of a mercenary called Abu Muslim. The leaders of the group claimed to be carrying a revolution in the name of bringing back the family of the Prophet Ahlul Bayt 
to their legitimate role as leaders of the community. This, of course, was appealing to Shiite groups who understood it to fit their vision of a descendant of Ali and Fatima taking over as imams of all Muslims. Accordingly, many of the Shiites stood behind this movement trying to overthrow the Umayyads. Ultimately, the Shiites would be disappointed because the Abbasids, as their name indicates, would claim their connection to the Prophet through his uncle Al-Abbas, someone who rejected Muhammad's message and leadership for most of his life. Importantly, the Abbasids would oppress Shiite groups and even massacre some of them on a few occasions. Like the one that was in response to a rebellion in 762, led by Muhammad al-Nafs al-Zakiyya, Muhammad the Pure Soul, grandson of al-Hasan, second Shiite Imam and grandson of the Prophet Muhammad. Another instance is the one known as the Incident of Fakh in 786. All of this eventually leads the mainstream of Shiites to become quietist and to develop their own unique theological perspective that we discussed in a previous episode. The Abbasids, however, would still build their ideology of society and empire on the by then slowly forming Islamic identity that would become in the Abbasid era both a universal and exclusive religious perspective beyond the limits of its Arab origins. In the hands of brilliant theorists, thinkers and scholars, the construction of Islam as a sophisticated religious tradition would unfold in the Abbasid times, not without many debates and conflicts, of course. An important dynamic on the religious sphere that is connected to these complex developments is the transition from the Umayyad seeming claim of the religious authority of the Caliph as the vicegerent of God, Khalifat Allah, to the institutionalization of the Sunni perspective in the hands of religious experts that were seeking to be the sole authority on religious matters, on matters of what God wants Muslims to practice and believe. At the same time, in relation to Shiite claims to leadership, we could speak of a shift through the Abbasids from positioning the direct descendants of Muhammad through Ali and Fatima as the legitimate rulers to a larger focus on the clan of Banu Hashim as playing that role. The Sunni perspective would reflect that position in many of its articulations. Thank you for listening. I leave you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.